Welcome tonight, and I'm, it's a joy to be here. Um, I just love to minister God's word. You know, the last time I was standing here, I've got to reminisce a little bit. You don't mind, do you? Um, the last time I was standing here, I was not alone. You know who was standing next to me? was my sweet Gordon. And he decided to go to heaven <laughs> 16 months ago. And I'm going to share some things tonight, how God has guided me, the things that he's done for me over these past 16 months. And I tell you, they are glorious, what God has done. And I love to teach the word. I love to help people to build their faith and to move on in God and to have such a passion. How many want passion in these last days? <laughs> Holy Ghost passion to be used of God without reservation. It's time to just step up to the plate and to be a vessel whom God wants to use. I was thinking today about all the journeys that Gordon and I took over the last 25 years. Uh, we were married 50 years, and uh, but those 50 years were in full-time ministry. We First of all, we pastored several churches. And then the Lord said back in 1988, I'm releasing you to go to the nations. And what a journey we had. You know, it was planning trips. Actually, I was thinking about it the other day that it we ministered on six continents in those 25 years. And we would just go out in faith and believe God where he would open doors for us to go. It was the planes, the trains, the automobiles, and sometimes the ships. But we never did have to ride a donkey or a camel or a, a motorcycle. We didn't have to do that. But I'll, I'll let you in on something. When I first met Gordon... Um, you know what his mode of transportation was? It was a Lambretta scooter. <laughs> and I used to travel on the back of the scooter with him. <laughs> then he told me one day he didn't have very good brakes, so we put an end to that. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. So um, I was thinking about the, the ministry trips that we have taken, and then I found myself 16 months ago entering on a journey where I'd never been before. Have you ever gone someplace where you've never been before? And this journey has been quite challenging, but God has been so faithful. He's been so utterly faithful to do for me the things that no man could do for me. And I realized that now the Father God was my husband and that I could trust him. I could listen to his, the voice of the Holy Spirit and he would lead me, and he would guide me, and he would provide for me. Before Gordon went to heaven, how many of you knew Gordon? How many of you really knew him? Not everybody knew him. But he was one of the sweetest men of God, full of the love of God, with a passion to see people saved and healed and full of the Holy Ghost. And um, he, before he died, he said to me, he said, you know, he said, Barbara, what are you going to do? And I said, honey, I said, the Lord's going to look after me. And I said, I'm going to carry on the ministry. So I assured him that the ministry was going to go on because I knew in my heart 
that I had not finished my course, but you know the Lord told me before he died, he prepared me, and he said, Gordon has finished his course. And some people will say, well, the Lord took him. No, the Lord didn't take him. He finished his course. He transferred to, from the earth realm into the glory realm, and I was with him when it happened, and it was the most awesome, wonderful thing to see somebody pass into the glory of heaven, to be promoted into his rewards with the Lord. So, and you may say to me, well, it sounds so simple. No, it wasn't simple. It wasn't easy. But I'm going to tell you some things tonight about what the Lord did for me. I want to encourage you tonight because we're all on a journey. We're all walking a different walk. And God can take what you're going through and you can put it into the positive realm of the word of God and come out with a glowing testimony of God's grace and God's strength. Amen. Now, experiences are a part of life. Isn't that right? We have experience. Some of you are going through experiences. Some of them are not such pleasant experiences. But I want to tell you that God will bring you out and he will bring you in to the plan and the purpose that he has for you. Amen. And how do we handle those experiences, especially the negative side that can shake your world? Yeah, I was shaken for a while, even though the Holy Spirit had, had in one sense, he had shown me what was going to happen, and he was preparing me all along, but you still have to take hold of this word, and you've got to walk it out. You've got to seek the Lord, and, sh and he will show your himself strong on, on your behalf. So uh, the word experience is defined as, as the actual living through an event or a series of events. And we can live through these events because we have the life of God on the inside of us. And the one, there were five words that God gave me when Gordon went to heaven. He said, there is life after loss. And that's a word that you can hold on to. There is life after loss. And it's not just the loss of a loved one, but there could be other losses in your life. But there is life because the, the life of God is in us, and that life is causing us to move forward. Never elevate your experiences above the word of God. There are many circumstances of life that are not sent by God or ordained by God, and he doesn't teach you through these adverse circumstances. He's given us the word of God. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the fivefold ministry gifts to teach us and to train us. Thank God for that. Amen. But in the midst of the things that the devil will throw at you or the circumstances that you walk through on your journey in life, I, I declare that there is victory. There is victory. And you can bring your experiences, even your negative experiences, you can bring them into, some, into divine order through the confession of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. When Gordon and I first started traveling to the nations back in 1988, he gave us a word of wisdom, and he said, never allow culture or tradition to dictate 
the message that you're going to preach. In other words, tradition and culture must bow to the word of God. Whatever nation we went to, whatever culture we preached in, how many of you know that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation? The gospel. You don't have to uh, alter the gospel. Wherever God sends you, you just preach his word. And tradition will bow and culture will bow to, to the gospel. Amen. I want to read from Romans 5, 1 through 5 in the Amplified Bible. Uh, because I'm, gonna, I'm talking about experiences of life and there's, there's an order here. And it says, in, there, I therefore, uh, therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through him also we have our access, we have an entrance, an introduction by faith into this grace, the state of God's favor, in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experience and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. And let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that Pressure and affliction and hardship produce or bring out. That word produce kind of, it, it kind of throws the wrong light on what the scripture is saying here. I've heard people say, well, I'm not going to ask God for patience because God's going to send me trouble. Well, that is such a, a misunderstanding of the word of God. How many of you know that the force of patience is on the inside of you in your spirit man? And when the trials and the pressures of life come against you, it's, you're, it's going to draw out the patience, the endurance, the steadfastness, and the consistency that you need to stand in the time of trial. So it doesn't produce, as it were, patience because you've already got it, but it will, the, the pressures of the trials are going to bring it out to undergird you so that you can walk by faith and you can stand and not falter along the way. Um, and it said, brings out patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance, which is fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. So the love of God has been poured out. I see it as Niagara Falls. Ever been to Niagara Falls? Well, it's a, a, a mighty, rushing, um, gushing um, flow of water. And I see that God's love has been poured into our hearts in the same manner so that we have everything that we need on the inside of us. Do you know there's divine order here? I'm going to go over these truths again. Number one, we've been justified by faith, declared righteous. And because of that, we have peace with God. And because we have peace with God, we can let the peace of God rule in our hearts and in our minds. Oh, how many times I have called on the peace of God over these past months. 
when the devil would try to rock my boat or disturb me, I'd say, no, I've got the peace of God. I'm going to let the peace of God rule in this situation. And every time God would come through and his peace would prevail in a situation. And then we have access into his grace. We stand in his grace and we rejoice. Part of your victory is rejoicing, even when you don't feel like it. There are times when I was in my home and I didn't feel like rejoicing. I didn't feel like singing songs of praise to the Lord. But I said, bless God, I'm going to sing. I went to my piano and I sat down and I would just play a song of worship. And the Spirit of God would come upon me and all that oppression would leave me. And I'd, I'd get up and I'd say, thank you, Lord, for, for giving me the victory. Amen. It's a walk. It's a journey. And do you know that out of my experience, well, no, I'll tell you that in a minute, okay? I haven't got that. I don't want to run ahead of myself here. So we rejoice in hope of experiencing the glory of God. God, he really wants us to experience his manifested glory and presence, his supernatural manifested presence during the, what we're going through. Amen. And overcome it. And we, we glory in tribulation. Why? Because we have the revelation and we have inside information. I think that is one of the most wonderful things that the Holy Ghost on the inside of us gives us inside information. When the world is telling us one thing, well, you need to do this or you need to do that, on the inside... You know that you know that you know that you got a word from God, you've got a scripture, and you say, I'm hanging on to that word, and I'm going to obey God in this situation, and everything turns out okay. Amen. And then you know, then because of that, you know that the, the, uh, the things that the devil has brought against you or the adverse circumstances bring out the force of patience, and the force of patience is residing there in your spirit, and it works on your behalf, and you do what James 1, 3 and 4 says, let patience, you are the understood subject, you let patience have her perfect work so that you are complete and entire, lacking nothing. All your needs met. Everything that you need for that moment, for that day, for what you're walking through. This is a day-by-day -day walk with the Lord, isn't it? Amen. And the devil can have you looking down the, uh, down the week, the month, the year and say, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in this situation? And you run back to the word of God and said, I've got inside information. I am more than a conqueror. I was, I was reading an interesting fact the other day. And uh, how many of you, of you know the old hymn of the church, Rock of Ages? Well, some of you older ones would. Rock of, yeah, it kind of dates you, doesn't it? <laughs> Rock of Ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let me, let me give you the, the words. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure, save from wrath and make me pure. Now, this is a hymn that was written and composed by a minister called Reverend Augustus Toplady. He was an English minister who lived during the time of the Wesley's John and Charles Wesley. 
And he was out one day, and he got caught in a storm. And uh, he was down in the Mendip Hills of West England, west of Bristol. Gordon and I have been there and been in those hills. And there is a huge, huge rock in the side of the hill. And it's a gorge. And on that night when the storm hit, he found, he found, he made refuge in the cleft of the rock. And out of his experience, he wrote that beautiful hymn. Isn't that wonderful? Some people will take their experiences and they will turn it for good. And he left a heritage uh, to the church of this old hymn. And I, when I read that, and I thought, my, my, he had a revelation of the double cure. You know what I'm talking about, the double cure? The cure from, sickness, from sin and the cure from sickness and disease. That's the double cure. Lillian, uh, Lillian, what's her name? Um, most of you know her. She's written a book on healing. And she writes about the double cure. And there's such a wonderful truth here that this man back in the 1763 had a revelation by the Holy Spirit that not only did Jesus take our sins, but he took our sicknesses and our diseases. So this is something that this hymn was born out of experience. This is, it's the positive side of experience. And you know, as I continue to navigate the loss of my husband, I appreciate more and more the perfecting work of the Holy Spirit, what he is accomplishing within me. And there's a scripture here in Psalm 138, 7 and 8. It says, though I walk through the midst of trouble, you will revive me. And your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy and your loving kindness, O Lord, endure forever. Forsake not the works of your own hand. And that's the amplified version here. So one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to perfect that which concerns us. If we have been through a great trial, we have been through loss of any kind, it shakes your world. It just kind of turns things upside down for a while. And you think, i got to get some stability back in my life. Lord, what do I do? How do I, how do I proceed on my journey? And... The Lord says, I'll perfect you. I'll, I'll fill in the gap. I'll pour in whatever you need in your soulish realm, in your emotional realm, in the mental realm to bring wholeness and restoration back into your life. You know, this applies to all of us. It really does. The word perfecting here means to fulfill, to consummate, to accomplish to complete, to finish, or to bring to maturity. It means to bring to the highest possible degree of excellence. Wouldn't you say that is the wonderful work of, our, of the Holy Spirit? To bring us to the highest possible degree of excellence, to bring us to fruition. And knowing that Jesus, he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. Well, I needed some perfecting in my life. There were things that needed, there were gaps, there were, there were areas that I felt torn apart. There were areas that 
that there was sadness, there was areas that, um, that grief would manifest itself. And I know the scripture, we're not supposed to grieve as others grieve, and a spirit of grief did not come upon me, but I learned to, to um, move through these, these feelings of grief, and I would start praising the Lord. I'd walk around my house, and I would start worshiping the Lord, and I would pray in tongues, and I would release all those feelings, and the Spirit of God would begin to pour into me what I needed that day. And the next day, I would do the same, and on and on. And here I am 16 months later, and God has strengthened me. He's helped me. Do you know what has been born out of my experience? I've written a book. I've written a book on grief. It's called Navigating Through the Maze of Grief because God showed me. He said, I want you to help others who have experienced loss. It can be not just the loss of a loved one. It could be a loss in divorce of a child, all kinds of losses in life. But I want you to write a book, and it's going to be published very, very soon. I had written about... 28, 32 pages, and I thought, good, it's done, amen. And the Lord said to me, no, he said, you have a lot more in your spirit that you need to write. And I said, yes, sir, I will do it. So I began to write again during the summer months, and, and it's just about finished. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I believe that the Spirit of God, I would just listen to the Lord. He would give me subjects to talk about. He would give me, he, out, of, out of my experience, and I never elevated my experience above the word of God. I always brought it. I subjected my experience to, well, what does the word say? What does the word say in my situation? And I would go to the word of God, and the word of God would minister to me, and I would write it, and I would be really open about, I was open about my experience. I didn't cover any, I didn't sugarcoat anything. I thought, people need to know, how are you going to do this? Because I, I didn't know what to do until the Spirit of God began to show me what to do. Amen. So the Lord is the author and the finisher of our faith. And he's put within us a precious treasure. This precious treasure is the divine light of the gospel. You know, we're not walking around with darkness in us. We're walking around with the very light and life of God inside of us. Amen. We're the light of this world. Hallelujah. And it, let me read the scripture here. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7 in the Amplified. We possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in frail vessels of earth, that the grandeur and the exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. Hallelujah. We are his, we are his temples walking around. And he wants us so filled with the spirit of God and the word of God that we can be a blessing to other people. Amen. So what God has deposited within the spirit of a born-again believer is this precious treasure. It's the glory and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to accomplish His work, to bring healing, to bring wholeness to the em emptiness that's in our soul through trauma, a loss, or whatever. Because there's a gap, there's a vacancy within that needs to be healed and filled with the power of God. And as we pull on this precious treasure within our spirit, he comes to our aid. 
And one of the things that I, I spend a lot of time doing is praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't care if I'm out driving the car and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I wake up in the night and I start praying in the Holy Ghost. And each time there is a, there is a strengthening. There is an inward lifting up. There is a supernatural power released to do what God wants me to do. And you know, you can't get away from it. I'm so glad that Pastor Mike is so strong about praying in tongues and getting the church praying and praying for one another. And I want to thank you, church, for praying for me, too. I just love my family here. We've been, a, Gordon and I started coming to the church, I think, in 2003. And it's, it's just the love and the support of the people here. And I thank you. And I thank you, too, for continuing to pray for me because God is opening doors for me to minister. I've already been ministering in different places this year. I'm leaving on Saturday to fly to Boston, and then I'm going on to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Anybody know where Nova Scotia is? <laughs> I'm sure you do. Amen. It's um, called the Maritime Provinces. There's Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island. Well, that's where I come from. I was born in, um, I was born in New Brunswick, and my mother was a pioneer evangelist when she was single. She went up to, to New Brunswick and helped another lady, and they pioneered Pentecostal churches back in the 30s. So I have a wonderful heritage how she prayed for her children to be used of God. And she imparted so much into my life. And um, I'm just so thankful for that. Anyway, praying in tongues stirs the law. Well, let me tell you the rest of my trip, okay? We're on trips tonight. <laughs> so I'm going back to my roots with meeting some of my family. We're going down memory lane, back down to, back to where we, I, we were born and, and visiting with family. But I'm coming back to Boston at the end of the month for a week, and I'm ministering in a church outside of Boston. So I'm really, really excited about that, how God is opening doors. So um, you won't see me for a few weeks. So pray for me as I travel, and everywhere I go, I open my mouth, and I tell people about the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So praying in tongues stirs the law of the spirit of life within us. You stir your spirit to allow the spirit of life to live in you above the negative circumstances. It'll put you above the turmoil that may be around you. It'll put you above the cares, the grief, the distresses, the world's distraction, the losses. And the shame. And you know, I think sometimes, and I know this from experience, that if you're going through something, a hard place, one of the areas that the devil will try to torment you with is shame. You feel so ashamed. You think you've let God down, you've let people down, and you've let yourself down. But I'm going to tell you, there is no shame in fighting the good fight of faith. There's no shame. I hope that helps somebody here tonight because this is, this is a tool of the devil to hold you back 
and that you don't rise up and say, no, God's delivered me from shame. Praying in the spirit is praying spirit to spirit, your spirit to his spirit. It is like a shooting arrow going straight to the heart of the matter. We're not leaning on our own understanding what we're de- or depending on our carnal, natural thoughts. You can't win this battle in the natural realm. Impossible. When you start employing natural, carnal ways of doing it, you're not going to get the victory. It's got to be done in the spirit. Praying in tongues is releasing life-filled word, words, faith-filled words, anointed-filled words. And do you know that the supply of the power of the Holy Spirit is unending? It's inexhaustible. The power and anointing and the ability that God's given you is unending and inexhaustible. And when you pray in the Spirit, you're stirring up the law of the Spirit of life, enabling you to live above the turmoil, the care, the distress, and the grief. Praying in tongues dominates the law of sin and death because we're flowing and releasing the law of the Spirit of life. That's Romans 8 and verse 12. And this is how healing from grief or any loss is accomplished. It's accomplished in the spirit. And it's his provision for you. It's your daily provision to be able to, uh, to access the spirit realm by praying in tongues. That out of your innermost being will flow those rivers of living water. And those rivers flowing out of you are going to flow into your circumstances and bring life where there is no life. Amen. So the work of the Holy Spirit is within you. The work of the Holy Spirit is for you. Amen. The emotional wrenching and the feelings experienced in loss are very real. And each part of our triune being has been affected. And the Holy Spirit help is there to bring comfort. He fills the vacuum left in our lives. Paul's prayer in Colossians is so relevant to us on a daily basis. And, and this is, I'm going to personalize his prayer. And it goes like this. I'm strengthened with all, I'm, I'm strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Amen. You can be patient and leave off the joy. <laughs> we need to be patient and let the joy of the Lord flow out of us, whether we feel like it or not. We need to give thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who's delivered us from the power of darkness. He's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have, not going to have, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. Amen. Pray these powerful prayers over your life, no matter what's going on in your life. Our strength comes from the might of his glory, so we can exercise every kind of endurance and perseverance with joy. And we're giving thanks to the Father because he's qualified us, because we share in the inheritance. We've been delivered out of the control of darkness, including depression, gloom, and hopelessness. Amen. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood 
and his righteousness. Oh, we have a glorious hope. Our future is glorious. Amen. When, um, in, in reference to me going, traveling back to my roots, back to where I came from, where I was born, and where I went to high school, I lived in many other places growing up, but I ended up back in, um, in this community where I was born in my high school years. And this was one of the most painful um, times of my life because my father, my, my, I was the eldest of four children, and my father abandoned his family. And we were abandoned into a very difficult situation. And you know what? During that time, I had no hope for my future. Absolutely zero hope for my future. I wanted to go to Bible school, or I wanted to go to teacher's college. I had this deep desire to be a teacher. Now I realize what it was. God was calling me to teach his word. And um, here I was going through high school, and I thought, what am I going to do? There was no money. We were dirt poor. My mother would believe God. She was a wonderful woman of God. And God brought us through those three years, and suddenly... Our whole situation changed. Hallelujah. Our whole situation changed. God took us out of that situation. He took us to the big city of Toronto, and my whole life changed. And God gave me the opportunities that I needed to follow him. Amen. I tell you, when hope is gone, it's not gone. You may think hope is gone, but God is the God of hope. And you get hope through the gospel. And the gospel, the good news, is going to bring you out and bring you in to what the Father has ordained for you. So we've been transferred, and his love is the power. I was speaking to someone on the phone one day, and out of my mouth, I'm very cautious, I'm very careful to listen to my words, especially after praying in tongues and waiting on the Lord. And I was speaking to somebody and giving them a word of counsel from the Lord, and out of my mouth, these words came, when you're walking in the love of God, you're walking in the power of God. And I took note of that, and I wrote it down. I thought, how true that is. If we're not walking in the love of God towards people, towards anybody, we're not walking in the power of God. Because why? Because faith works by love. Amen. So, <clears throat> see yourself in him, positioned in the place of victory and strength that he's provided for you, seated together with him in the heavenly places. Why? Because he's raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the Lord, this is another verse that I held on to, the Lord protects and preserves the strangers and the temporary residents. He upholds the fatherless and the widow, and he sets them upright. Well, you take this for your situation. You may not be a widow or a widower, whatever. Just know that you may feel so down and so prostrate with problems, with the pressures of problems. And the Lord said, I'm going to set you straight on, straight up. You can stand up and you can hold your head high and know that there is no shame because I'm your deliverer. Amen. And he, he, he makes secure 
the boundaries of the widows. Oh, this has been a wonderful verse. He's made my boundaries secure. And he's made your boundaries secure. Amen? You have a secure boundary in God. When you apply the blood of Jesus and the word of God and you're praying in the spirit, you are secure in him. Hallelujah. These words from the Father are so precious to us. Um, and uh, for anyone who suffered loss, there's a divine pr provision. There's a divine protection from our Heavenly Father over your life and your possessions, including your home. And as you stand fast on the Word of God and retain what God has given you in His Word. Oh, He's given us all things. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. There's not one thing that he has left out. He knew our needs before we were born. He knew exactly what we would need. And there is an abundance of provisions for his children. I mean, an overflow of provisions for us. And I see, I see Christians and they barely tap into just a little bit. They think they're so humble. And they don't even partake of the Father's table and the provisions that he has for them. But I know different of you. I'm talking about somebody else, okay? <laughs> Amen. So the boundary he's placed around us is the blood of Jesus and the ministering angels. Believe and receive that word. Just believe it. Jesus came to give you an abundant life. And uh, declare that the devil will not steal one more thing from you. Amen. And if he has, claim the restoration that God has provided for you. The perfecting work of the Holy Spirit, it's ongoing with each one, in, within each one of us. And it, it enables us to be steadfast, unmovable, under duress and trials. His power will fortify your inner man so that you, having done all, can stand. You can stand in faith and you can stand in victory. Hallelujah. We cannot. Now, I think this is such a powerful thing that the Lord showed me here. We cannot receive spiritual results by employing carnal methods. Impossible. They just, they don't go together. If we want spiritual results, we've got to employ spiritual methods, Holy Ghost methods, Word of God methods, in order to bring us to that place of victory and overcoming. And you know your journey, we're on this journey, and you may not get through it in a day. Some journeys are long, and some journeys are short, and Sometimes the airplanes get us there real quickly. But don't be concerned about time. Don't be concerned about time. It can be an enemy to you. Just be concerned about being so focused on Jesus and his word and praying in the Holy Ghost and listening to his voice and getting the wisdom and the direction that you need from day to day. And it's, it's a day-to-day -day walk. Amen. When I get up in the morning, I just start off and I said, Lord, I need your help today. I need your wisdom. I need your strength today. I need your word today. There's one thing that I've learned to pray. Lord, help me to be always be in the right place 
at the right time with the right information and the right understanding. That's a place of safety. Amen. And if you ever feel cautioned about not to do something, maybe you've got a plan. I was, I was out one day. Uh, I had to go to the mall. I had to take care of some business there. And I thought, well, I'll just stop here at Nordstrom's and have a coffee and just sit there and relax a little bit. And I sat down with my coffee, and the Lord spoke to me. And he said, you need to go home. He said, there are some things that need to be prayed through. I said, okay. I picked up my coffee. I went to my car. I got in my car, and I started driving on the freeway, and the spirit of intercession came upon me, and I went home, and I continued to pray. And you know, I don't know what it was about. I have no idea what it was about. But I'm going to tell you, if you will listen, just be so sensitive to what the Lord tells you to do. This is the place of victory. This is the place of safety. You know, the devil can't touch you if you're, going to be, if you're walking in obedience with him. Amen. And these are days that we need to be sensitive to the work and the voice of the Spirit of God so that we can be used of him. Amen. And let that work that's already begun in, begun in us, he's be, he, he that's begun a good work, he's performing it. He's bringing it to perfection. And don't go by your feelings tonight, folks. The Spirit of God is bringing to perfection whatever needs are in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want us to all stand tonight. I want us to wait on the Lord for a moment. I want to see which direction he wants us to go. And be, before we do, I want to tell you, I didn't bring any books tonight, but I did bring some cards. If you want to get my newsletter that I put out every month, you're welcome to sign this. Give me your email address, and then you're going to know when the book is released and all the other books I'm writing that are going to be released. Amen. So God is good. Let's just worship the Lord tonight. Raise your hands and worship him. Let's be free in the spirit tonight. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, glory to God, let's worship him. I know it's Wednesday night, and you're probably thinking about going to work tomorrow and all the rest of the week, but let's just put all that on one side and say, Lord, I'm here to receive from you. But first of all, I'm going to minister unto you. I'm going to minister unto you in the Spirit, and, and I'm expecting, Lord, there will be a fresh infusion of your anointing to come upon me and to rise up within me. Just tell the Lord that tonight. Are you hungry? Oh, Ramasobre need to go to Geshtibekaha. Bronosubru shibe hate classinishtai. Brosona nishte brogosibe hate. Ingrushibaha. You know, the Holy Ghost can work on Wednesday nights as well as Sunday. Haha, the Goshiburanetai. Ambrosanamakaha. There is an anointing here tonight. There's an anointing to, uh, to release you. Kilisha ho brosene stubra gelianto, brosundo stingro vasito ramakaha. Let's be receivers tonight. Kulosa and say, Holy Spirit, perfect those things that concern me. Kulavo shikro de banenta golobosa nishta. 
Bosam brushta ma krasinishtaha. Bruno sike hiti didi to go hosontal. Bruno sabaham brosontai. Brosont. I pray for. Uh, how many of you have suffered loss recently in one way or another? Can all put your hands down? And I want to pray for those who've, who've suffered any kind of loss in their life. Amen. Amen. Well, just set yourself in agreement right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Name above all names. Name that, that is higher that every pain, than any pain, any loss, any grief, any shame. And in the name of Jesus, I pray for these individuals who've raised their hand. I set myself in agreement with them tonight that there will be a manifest, manifested glory of the Lord to come upon them and release them from every bondage of pain and every distress that's come against them, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, now we're not finished. Holy Ghost isn't finished here tonight. Praise you, Father. Don't be afraid to open your mouth and pray in tongues. We're believers, we're believers, and we believe God is moving to bring about a revival within our own hearts. <laughs> he's bringing about, he wants to fill in the gaps. Oh, he's wonderful to fill in the gaps in our lives. Well, this is what the Lord, God's got a word for you tonight, collectively. And the Spirit of the Lord would say that even at the beginning of this day, there has been a hunger and there has been a rest. And oh, I say unto you, enter into the rest. Enter into that glory rest. Not a struggling period in your life, but enter into the glory of the rest of God. And let me, says the Lord, begin to do some divine surgery within you in order to bring forth the precious fruit within your life. For surely, says the Lord, he, I am, uh, the enemy is not going to hinder what I have started to do within you. The enemy shall not hinder those things that have come against you. Because you're in me and I am in you and therefore you can flow and you can go. You can flow and you can go and you can hear the voice of your good shepherd knowing that this is the way that you walk in it. And surely says the Lord, goodness and mercy are following you. Goodness and mercy are all around you and the, and the grace of the Lord is upon you. And you expect me, says the Lord, to do some unusual things unusual, says the Spirit of God, and even goes beyond what you've asked me for because I, the, I am the God of exceeding abundantly above. And therefore, the Spirit of His grace is causing you to be quickened this night. So as you leave this place, 
There will be a skip in your step. There will be joy flowing from your heart. And you will know that the Spirit of God has done a work and it shall remain and it shall be that which I've ordained for you. And therefore, let the glory flow and let the joy flow and let there be newness of life come forth out of you and fruit to abound to his glory, says the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Praise you, Father, for your mighty power. We thank you for the gifts of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we thank you for the gifts of the Holy Ghost, Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, we're in a holy place. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's okay if you want to laugh, you want to cry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you need to just let yourself go. <laughs> just be free in the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> we want revival. Don't we want revival? <laughs> Glory to God. Let the Spirit of God just, just, just go with the flow of the Spirit of God tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Oh, we love you, Jesus, as we pour out our love to you. Amen, amen. <laughs> glory to God. It's joy unspeakable and full of his glory. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Mark, do you want to come up and close? Hallelujah. Well, I've delivered what God told me to tell you tonight, and uh, his word will not return void. Amen. You take hold of it. You act on it. You seek the Lord. You pray in tongues, and your journey is going to get sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Say this, my journey, my journey. is getting sweeter and sweeter. It's getting better and better because God is in me, and he's on my side. Amen. God bless you. Okay, Mark.